0: Hey, welcome back to the Transformation Code podcast. And guess what? This is part two of a two-part series all about state management. Today, we're going to be diving headfirst into the power of state. So if you're a first-time listener to the Transformation Code, then welcome. Welcome. My name is Tommy Gentleman. I'm one half of this podcast, and the other half is the awesome Kat Miller. Kat, do you want to say hey?
1: Hello. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm Kat Miller. I'm a health and fitness coach. and Just a little introduction about what we do. Uh, Tommy and I both work as fitness professionals, but we're also very fascinated with the subject of transformation, which is why we've created this podcast called The Transformation Code. And we're very passionate about um, helping people overcome challenges and work on their mindset and their emotions, as well as their nutrition and fitness in order to achieve achieve transformation in their body and their life.
0: Yep, absolutely. And we cover different areas in this podcast today. We're going to be looking, uh, mostly from the mindset point of view here, about state management. And um, if you're not if you're not sure what state management is, we're going to tell you about that in just a second. And if you are a returning listener, thanks again for your ongoing support. Remember, you can always ask us questions on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash transformation code. Right. So without further ado, we're going to get stuck into the content today. Can wanna to kick things off for us?
1: Yeah, so we're going to start with why, why it's important to manage our state. And last podcast, uh, I was... Um, just come from a Tony Robbins event where he is right into state, which is what's triggered us to talk about this. Yeah. And why we talked about on the last podcast, it's more than just motivation. It's more than just going to an event or having an experience where we get hyped up and, um, in a great, in a great zone, in a great kind of fired up state, but why it's more than that and why we have to manage our state on a day to day basis and mm-hmm. not just, uh, you know in certain environments so last time we talked about taking action and how action is one of the most important things that we can do and not just receive information and knowledge which all of us are doing on an ongoing basis you know reading the reading articles and blogs and looking at things on youtube and kind of constantly uh, educating ourselves and growing and learning and so this subject is is all about how uh, energy can really affect our transformation journey and the way we manage our state. And Tony Robbins actually said that state management, he believes it's like the number one skill. Um, it's it's one of the best skills you can have. And I had a great conversation with my sister after after that, and um, it's been on her mind a lot lately as well in terms of your response to a situation Uh, The way you control yourself, like self-control, the way you um, react or respond to life around you is kind of managing your state. It's being responsible for your state of mind, your emotions, and the way that you connect and, uh, I guess, interact with other people and with life. So we're going to start with five reasons why state management, why we believe that state management is a key player when it comes to transformation.
0: Yeah, because it can have a mass, it can have a prolonged and um, profound effect on on your daily experience and the results that you get in your everyday life. Mm, mm,
1: absolutely, Um, you know if you if you're going into a situation with a kind of a, a negative state of mind, that definitely outplays. Let's say you you're walking into the gym and you're kind of in this frame of mind where you're maybe playing over a scenario, um, a conversation in your head, that's not really helping you um, get in the right frame of mind that you want for that workout. That can definitely affect your workout. And and setting up uh, your state of mind before you are about to train is a really important thing to do. Yes, So let's talk about the five reasons Mm -hmm. why we, we believe it's a key player in transformation. So number one, if you want peak performance in any area, but we're, we're talking specifically when it comes to changing your body, um, you need to be in a peak state. So for peak performance, you need to be in a peak state. And so we believe that you need to lead with your body. And this this is quite, uh, it's quite different to the way a lot of society uh, actually teaches us In terms of society often tells us to just lead with our brain and and just think things through and make the logical, rational decision, Mm -hmm. um, which we obviously need to engage our brain. But sometimes we actually need to get our body in the position before we take that action. For example, uh, if you're about to go into a a meeting and you've got all the facts and figures and everything you're going to say in your brain but you don't have appropriate body language, um, that person can just pick something up from the way you hold your body and and your awareness of your body language and how you're reacting to that person. So it's not just about what we say or what's going on in our mind, it's actually uh, the way we hold ourselves.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so successful people in, in pretty much every endeavor are energy rich. There, there are not many people who achieve great things that don't have a passion and a drive for what they're doing. And a lot of that energy um, comes from the psychology, which I find really interesting because, uh, and this is one of the reasons I've been getting into mindset work, because we, like Tommy and I have have always had such an interest in human movement Mm. and and physically moving the body and, and helping people to move their body well and... Um, encouraging people to, to exercise, to, uh, you know, that whole physical realm which we work in. But just to see that the psychology is such a key player when it comes to changing our body, um, and science is proving this now, which which is really exciting. Hmm. So that's, that's number one. Did you have anything you wanted to add?
0: No, I mean, essentially, peak performance is something that we're all seeking, um, in all areas and uh, often we can allow the external factors to influence our state but what we're saying here is if you can get hold of the state management thing if you can you know, manage it and master it then you can generate your own mood your own state your own presence so that you can affect the situation around you in a positive way so um, yeah peak performance is what we're striving for and state management will help you get that mm, yeah cool okay
1: number two um if you have low energy, it will affect the people around you and it will affect your results. And an example of this, when I go into a new class, a new group of students, we kind of set the uh, intention for the, the course mm-hmm. and I get people to um, call out what would make it a five star learning experience for them. And so people are saying, you know, respect for each other, um, you know, being punctual. Uh, listening to other people, not talking over other people, so all these things. And then I say, uh, because every day someone will drop a book and it will land on the ground. So like someone will drop their workbook on the ground. It happens every single day.
0: Mm.
1: And what happens is like I'm talking and teaching something and all the students get distracted by this person that's dropped the book and people make comments and it's just like this lull. And I say, like, it's going to happen every single day, so let's not get distracted by it. Um, because we all affect each other, we all you know. If someone walks in late and, and interrupts the class, it does affect that learning experience. And one rule that I have—I don't like setting rules—but one rule I have is you've got to keep your yawns to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> because I'll I'll yawn, I do I do this massive over the top yawn, and I watch the class, and inevitably, like people start yawning. Yes. <laughs> because they're so contagious and. You know, we can really affect a room by our state. Like, you can walk into a room and change the energy in a room by yep. your energy. So whether it's positive energy or negative energy, you can actually really affect the environment around you. So I say to them, if you haven't had enough sleep, that's fine, but let's not bring everyone else's energy around by this yeah. big, massive, <gasps> oh,
0: <laughs> you
1: know, it actually... It makes makes me feel less energized when I when I hear that yawn, on so. That's yeah. It's one of my silly rules, but it, it it does affect other people. Like your energy does affect the, the energy of people around you.
0: Yeah, definitely. We have the we have a word for tiredness. Um, we call it the T virus. Um, <laughs> you're not allowed to use the word tired or tiredness. You have to say T virus. Um, because it just puts a different spin on it, a different feel, and it doesn't spread um, like a virus would. So that's kind of a little humorous spin we put on it here at work.
1: That's cool. Because <laughs> hmm. tiredness can be very contagious. If, if someone says, oh, I'm so tired, it's almost like you can go, yeah, actually. And so, or, or if someone's sick or someone's complaining about the cold or if someone says, oh, I really fancy some chocolate. Yeah it triggers things in other people's minds. So I think we've got to be very careful of our own state management and and how it affects other people and how it affects our results, so how we approach a workout, how we approach um, our week in terms of setting up our week well and with good nutrition and the state, the mindset and the state of mind that we're in.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cool. Number three, new actions come from a new state. Yeah. So, if we change our physiology or our focus um, to change our state, so if, sorry, if we change our physiology, um, we can change our state. So, we change the way we hold our body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or if we change our focus, as in what we're thinking about, what we're choosing to pay attention to, and you know, it's like we can choose to look at the day as awesome or as mediocre for example, that can change our state as well. But when you actually do both, it's hugely powerful, and you, you end up taking new actions because of it. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you decide to focus on, right, I'm going to have the best workout today that I possibly can. Uh, my intention for the workout is this, 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 like you set your intention in your warm-up. Yep. And then you also, so you're, getting into the right frame of mind and then you also hold your body like if you the way you walk into your training session kind of can set the whole tone for that session you know if you walk into it with your head held high your uh you know your chest out nice deep breaths all of those things can really um, affect that whole workout and can yeah. actually lead to new you got new personal bests or new games, or, you know, trying new challenges.
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's um, it's the same with sport as well, isn't it? You know, you go to, to play a game of, of um, a certain sport, if it's a team sport or an individual sport, you want to have all... The necessary tools in terms of physiology and your mental state in order to perform at your absolute best. We're going back to that peak performance word again. That's what we're seeking, and the actions that we take can bring upon that state. Um, I'll say that again. The actions that we take can bring upon that state, and we can pretty much generate whatever we want. You know, we can we can think about being confident, powerful, fast, um, explosive. Do uh, you remember the uh, the film Cool Runnings, Cat? Yeah. One of my um, um, teammates used to always turn up to a football match and say, um, oh, "I'm feeling a- extra Olympic today because <laughs> of of the character in Cool Runnings who says, oh, "I'm feeling Olympic today," and uh, it's oh. it was pretty funny. But we always knew he was going to have a good game if he was feeling Olympic that day.
1: Wow, the power of words! <laughs> yeah. I remember you saying in another podcast about how you would have a kind of a theme for a workout. Was it like a word that you said? Yeah. Um, like, today I want to be fast or today I want to be powerful.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And uh, different, different phases of training had different words to bring upon the correct state. Um, everything from the music that, that I listen to or that we listen to when we're working out to the clothes that we wear, you know. It's, um, if it's leg day, then I will never be wearing trousers because I don't like squatting or doing leg exercises in trousers. It just wouldn't feel right. My performance would suffer. So to, to find <laughs> peak performance, therefore introducing and inducing the right state, one of the things I would need to include in that formula would be shorts. That's
1: so cool. <laughs> so simple, but it can make a really big difference.
0: Yeah. And I think about in any given situation, What is the recipe for success for you personally in that situation? If all the stars were to align, and here's the thing, we can actually move the stars to align them ourselves. What would you do? What would you choose to happen? You know, obviously there are certain things like the weather that you can't control, but there are a lot of things you can. Mm,
1: Yeah. And focusing on what we can change and not what we can't change. Yes. Yeah. So good. Okay. uh, Number four. Mm hmm. Behavior change is hard in the wrong state, <laughs> so transformation essentially is uh, a lot to do with behavior change and habit change, which is difficult because we like our comfort zone and we we don't often want to change but if we're going to make it easier to change being in the wrong state is almost setting yourself up up for failure you know like oh okay, I suppose I should change and uh, yeah, I really probably should go to the gym and I probably should eat better. Yeah, the, the whole way that you've approached that in that state is going to make it hard. Mm. You're already setting yourself up for, like, this is going to be hard in your language. Um, but engaging in the right state, you, you can pretty much get anything you want in the right state. Like, I think about the people that, um, they're so committed to what they want. And I think of movies and and famous people who are like, they're going after their goal and you know that they're going to do it because they're just in this this right place. They're, they're so confident in what they say and they're, they're just unstoppable and you know that they're going to achieve their goal yes. because they approach it in this certain state. And it's almost like they can get whatever they want because they approach every scenario so confident that nothing's going to stop them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that really, really inspiring. Definitely. To just, yeah, to watch those people's lives. Do you have people in your life that you kind of? Because um, I think it's really important that we have people in our lives that that are like that that we can model off.
0: Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> and I've worked with plenty of people that have that going on, and um, it's um, <clears throat> you know it's very inspiring to, to 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 watch from the outside. But the thing to always remember is that um, guys listening, people don't just like stumble into success they don't just find oh wake up one day and go oh my god look look at all the things that have happened in order for me to be successful today well that was lucky you know it doesn't happen like that it's about it's about action and behavior and yeah if you've if you think about someone let's take someone everyone knows let's take um, president obama for example he didn't just stumble to where he is right now he had the right state of mind throughout his career throughout his life to get him to where he is right now, you know? It wasn't like he was walking on the street one day and someone said, you'd make a really good leader, you'd make a really good president, here you go, here's an opportunity to take that now. It was something that he created himself and anyone in any situation of success would have had to have managed their state in order to get there. Because yes, behavior change is hard if you've got that wrong state. And often behavior change is what separates success from failure.
1: Mm, So powerful. Cool. The last last one. We're up to five, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last one. When you're in the right state, great emotions follow. This is one of my favorite ones because when you get yourself in that right state where you feel unstoppable and we've all been there, we've all experienced Mm -hmm. these states where we feel just on top of the world and we feel invincible and like... I could do anything. I think for me, my my most powerful one, one of them was competing. Mm-hmm. The other one was when I broke a board at an event and mm-hmm. they came out with these thick um, pieces of wood. And, like, I remember computing in my mind, oh, my gosh, they actually think we're going to break those. Mm-hmm. And it was this kind of shock, like, am I going to do it? And, and this range of emotions I went through before I actually decided, right, I'm breaking that board today Mm -hmm. because most of it came from the decision that I was going to break that board. And as soon as I decided I was going to do it, I could feel my whole state change. Like I could feel my body physically getting ready and getting psyched for what I was about to do and getting excited. And I started um, visualizing what it was going to be like to hold up two pieces of, of wood Mm-hmm. And so they handed it out, they handed out the board, and we had to write what we wanted a breakthrough in on the board. And I was, tre- I was actually trembling, like when I was writing it, my hands were shaking. And I, I was looking around the room, just wondering what everyone else was thinking. I was like, Am I the only one that's scared? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, clearly not. Like, everyone was, had some fear come up. Yeah. And uh, we got in this amazing state before we did it, of course, and they hyped us up and they got the music on and and they got us clapping and and we were standing in line. I was about the 10th in line and I was watching people and the first girl just broke through straight away. (laughs) Bam! So we're all shouting one, two, all the way through, which is our kind of chant. First girl smashing and then um, after that people followed and then right before I was about to, to do it, two girls in front of me, both, Uh, hit their hand and didn't break it, Ah. shook their hand and kind of, you know, that you could tell it clearly actually hurt because they hesitated. (laughs) Yeah. And because if you don't commit to it, you actually, you slow down. Instead of accelerating through the board because you've got to think, you've got to take it right through, you actually just whack your hand and it hurts and you're not exerting like the whole power of your body. And so that was – right before I was about to do it, these two girls were really struggling and they you know, about three three or four times before they actually broke it. Uh, but because I've made that decision, I'm breaking this board today, that was what got me to break it. And just the excitement of like I've made this decision, I've committed to it, I'm breaking this board and and it was just that conviction of knowing. Mm. So I believe when you're in the right state you can pretty much do anything and great emotions flow, like creativity flows when you're in the right state because you're clear to think creatively. Determination comes, resourcefulness comes, it's not like, can I do this? It's like, how am I going to do this? Like, how? Well, yeah, how, yeah. yeah. Yeah, will I, won't I, it's just, how am I going to make this happen? Passion comes, energy comes, so yeah, it's, it's massive.
0: Yeah, and, and it is such a, an ingredient for success and, um, Sometimes, I mean, state management, to be an absolute master of state management and to really get it working for you, you need to be able to manage it despite whatever else is happening around you. Because I can take a sporting example, which is similar to what you've just talked about there, about um, I've I've recently, this season, first season ever started playing rugby. And it was something that I've always wanted to do, but I've always always played football or soccer, as, as you might refer to it in other parts of the world. Um, as well as martial arts. And I'm a bit of a bucket list sportsman. I like to do different things. And one thing that really turns me on is getting tr- trophies and awards. And um, I want—I set out a goal a couple of years ago to get as many different awards in different sports as possible. And um, I'm i am now taking the kicks and taking the, the penalties and conversions in my rugby team. Because of my footballing skill, I can hit the rugby ball quite straight. And um, that's a big responsibility because that could essentially win or lose a game if you can make your kicks as extra points so on and so forth, and those of you listening in Australia will probably relate to this as as it's one of the major sports you guys play, over here it's not quite as big, Um, but anyway, I recently played a semi-final match last weekend, and things were going fine, took a penalty, scored it, absolutely fine, but then I had another easy penalty to take to put us in the lead and I missed, and the next kick I took was was a semi-final against a local rival, so... We scored a try and the conversion was really wide. It was like right by the sideline. So there wasn't as much room for me to set up my kick. And those of you that are rugby fans will know that a kicker has a certain routine. And that routine is to always keep them in the same state, same state of focus for every kick. Now, I couldn't quite take my run up in the way I wanted to. And also, I had everyone behind me because the the, the, the supporters were lined up on that side of the pitch. And there was loads of them. It was a massive game for, for the club, you know. And um, all I was thinking at this point was, got to get this kick, right? Now, you, you say about the how, cat? It was windy, and that was good, because that was almost like a state change for me. Because I was already thinking, everyone's watching me, I've already missed a kick. Da-da-da-da, it's going to be chaos. But I diverted my attention to the wind and thought, actually, I can, if I play this right, how do I get this kick? Right, okay, I need to kick it to the left post because the wind's blowing to the right. Kick it to the left post, focus on that, line up to that post, and just think about two, the number two, because that's how many points I'm going to get here. Two points, it's going in, two points, two points. And I kicked it and it was sweet and it caught the wind perfectly and it went straight in. And oh, it was amazing great. because everybody behind just cheered and it, was, it just felt so good. But um, having missed a kick before, which was a very simple kick, and then not letting that affect my, um, my performance in the next one was, to me, a nice example to share with you guys about state management. Because ultimately, when you go and do something, whether it be a workout or, you know, even a food shop or something like that, it's never always going to be smooth sailing. Sometimes you'll get things that unpredictably come in to make things harder for you. But if you can divert your attention away from those and focus on how, so important and such a, an amazing point that you raised, Kat, how are you going to do successful thing you're going to do what is the method and focus on just doing that method sounds simple but it, it does work and state management is how you do that so i'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about in the next part of this podcast which is actually ways that you can actually do it and, and create that state management so should we move forwards
1: yeah yeah i really like your example it's so good because it, it talks about um it, to, to me it says what you're focusing on what you want yeah You got that goal. Like the benefits of of getting the goal is the two points. I'm focusing on that, and I'm not focusing on on kicking out of out of you know um, what's it called (laughs) the goalposts. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) You can tell I've never played rugby. (laughs) But it's a classic example of if you focus on where you're going rather than where you don't want to go. And and Tony Robbins actually gave an example of he was um, driving he's in a car, like, they race at 200k on the on this ice. I think it's up in the North Atlantic or something. Mm-hmm. So they're doing this racing, and the driver's like, focus on where you're going, don't focus on that wall, because otherwise... <laughs> you hear those stories about people that crash into a tree in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. Because they're like, don't hit the tree, don't hit the tree, don't hit the tree, and then they hit the tree. Whack, they hit the tree. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they were focusing on not hitting the tree, so if we keep focusing on what we don't want to do, that's often what we end up with because yes. we're focusing on it. So, yeah, it's a really good example there of, of the importance of focusing on what we want in opposed to what we don't want. Yeah, cool. Okay, so we have seven ways to um, manage your state. And so we'll go through them uh, step by step. And the first one... Is awareness, and I believe awareness is one of the first steps in a yep. lot of um, a lot of things when it comes to change. Is being aware because often things are outside of our awareness and, and outside of our conscious mind, so they're unconsciously happening, and then you've got to bring it to your awareness. Sometimes this takes other people, and this is why we get coaches because they can see blind spots, they can see weaknesses that we can't see. Mm-hmm. This is why a lot of successful people get get coaches because they've reached a certain point and they're not aware of things inside their the way of seeing and someone else can come along and give a different perspective. So awareness is one of the first things and I think of this in terms of awareness of our body. So you know when someone next to you sits up straight and kind of stretches? Mm-hmm. And then you straight away are like, oh, that looks like that must feel good. And then you <laughs> sit up straight and kind of pull your shoulders back. Yep. And just that has brought uh, awareness around your body. So this is a very simple thing you can just do on a daily basis. Like you wake up and you just have awareness of, of your body, like how your body is when you wake up. Um, sometimes I wake up in weird positions like on my stomach with my arms crossed or like... You know, my legs are in a funny position in, in, but just drawing just that simple um, drawing attention to your body, okay, do I feel hot? do I feel cold? do I feel um, just just kind of asking like how, how's my body mm. right now uh, when you're sitting doing work on your laptop or whatever um, just becoming aware of your body are my shoulders slumping forward? can I sit up taller? What if I took a massive deep breath right now? Would that change um, how I feel in my body? And so we become aware, and this needs to be practiced because it it often doesn't come naturally Mm -hmm. to us. And I'm sure, Tommy, um, you're the same as me. I work with a lot of people that don't have a lot of awareness of their body. Mm -hmm. So they'll go to do, let's say, for example, a bent over row, and they feel like their back is straight. Yes. It's actually a banana. Yes. Is it straight? (laughs) Um, because they, they haven't built the awareness of their body and that's part of our job is to help them build awareness around how they hold themselves, hold their core, how they, you know, where their spine is and all of those things. So the first step is to become aware. Actually, I've got three A's here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Awareness, attention, and adjustment. Cool. So you become aware of your body, like what's my body doing right now? Is it? Am I standing like with my weight all on one leg, or am I standing straight? Like as a speaker, I, I need to always be uh, mindful of how I'm standing and how that might be projecting to my audience. And then you pay, so you pay attention, and then you adjust. So you're just constantly adjusting your body, and you get better at it. Like as you, as you just keep reminding yourself. Like I've got an alarm reminder on my phone because I often um, find that as I keep writing my posture gets worse and worse and worse Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and suddenly I'm so caught up in what I'm writing that I'm like oh my gosh I'm like right right down in my chair like (laughs) sit up straight (laughs) and I've got a little post-it note: sit up straight so I believe that's that's the first key to changing the state
0: That's good, and yeah, awareness is so vital, like you said at the beginning of that point there, you've got to be aware of what's going on, you've got to recognise what needs to change.
1: Yeah, pulling it into your conscious, and just, it can be as simple as just asking yourself, what's my body doing right now, what's my body feeling right now, because I believe in our society we've lost so much touch with our body, Mm -hmm. and we eat mindlessly, and we we do a lot of things mindlessly, and we really haven't engaged brain, and we're almost like in a trance. Yeah. Have you ever um, walked up to a lift and the lights on, like someone's pressed the button, but people just are kind of in this trance; they just wander up and they press it again.
0: Yeah, all the trap, or <laughs> the um, the crossing, like a pedestrian yeah, crossing. crossing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and they
1: keep pressing it as though the more you press it, yeah, you know, <clears throat> go. And it's almost like just this unawareness, like this trance mode that we kind of get in, and we're not mindful. So mindfulness is a big, yeah. big part of it as well. Absolutely. Shall we go into number two. Yeah, let's
0: do it. Better take a deep <laughs> breath in before we move on to number two.
1: <laughs> yes. So, like you said, deep breath in. So this is all about intentional breathing. And the reason why breathing, like we all breathe every day, but to actually intentionally breathe and breathe fully and properly, like deep breathing into our diaphragm, it brings oxygen to our cells. And oxygen in our cells is going to be one of the main things that's going to change our state. Because if we're not having a lot of oxygen coming in and we're shallow breathing, we aren't going to have a lot of energy. Also, if we're um, feeling stressed throughout the day or we're feeling um, yeah, anxious, rushing around, not really um, being intentional with slowing down, we need to actually stop, get away, and just do some deep breathing. And it it literally can be one minute.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I do this at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, but sometimes also when I'm – I can feel that I'm running on adrenaline sometimes when I'm teaching and running around. Uh, And so I'll just stop and I do seven rounds of seven which is seven uh, seven counts in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: 7 seconds hold. Yep. And then 7 seconds out. So it's it takes 2 2 minutes 10 to do. Nice. But that can really calm you down. And then it can bring in like a, a new fresh kind of head of oxygen into your cells which definitely changes your state.
0: Definitely. Yeah, we need oxygen.
1: Yeah. Do you do much like breath work or have
0: you looked into it much? Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes I have looked into it um, to answer your question, but I think sometimes we we all do it without realising. You know, you mentioned about the the big stretch earlier. Sometimes taking a big stretch can be an unconscious way for your body to react, to um, get more oxygen in, um, to change your state because you need to start thinking or feeling a different thing to get another task done or start thinking about doing something else, Um, getting ready to move, for example. Um, but often our posture can restrict our oxygen. So our breathing patterns are restricted and it's really good to just open the chest sometimes to lift the shoulders back and to take a big deep breath in. Um, but there are other ways that you can change a state. Um, the breathing method for bringing in oxygen is great for bringing in oxygen. Um, but there are other things you can do to immediately change a state, which we can experiment with, um, in a bit.
1: Mm, cool. All right. So... Let's go into number three, which I've put here is food and fasting or food or fasting. Mm-hmm. So often we think how do you get energy food? you know uh, I remember when I was a kid, there was a lot of ads about the energy of food like I, mean, I remember get more going more, I think it was. Okay. And it was a Moro bar, and was saying, like, basically, this gives you energy. And the whole ad was sports people yep. and people riding bikes, and like, this gives you energy. And this big chocolate bar comes up. <laughs> and I remember not understanding energy as a kid and thinking that it was all about if I want energy, I have to have sugar because mm-hmm. sugar is energy. And, or I have to have carbs right now to give me energy. And when we eat, when we eat like a heavy meal, obviously that compromises our energy because a lot of it is diverted into digestion and we need to digest that meal and it's a it's a pretty demanding process Like you look at um, Christmas Day, for example, and how much we we can actually eat in one meal. Yeah. And there's a that's a really big strain in our body and, and obviously all of us want to just lie down after that, <laughs> and we don't actually feel like going out and making things happen and you know running around straight after that meal. So it's a little bit of a false notion to think that food is going to give us a whole head of energy. And yep. I'm really hungry, so I need a whole heap of carbs to get energy. Uh, not necessarily, and in, in fact, there's a lot of great research on on the benefits of fasting to increase our energy, and it doesn't need to be. Have quite a light meal. I feel a lot clearer, and I feel lighter, and I I prefer working out with without a big meal. um, You know, a few hours before, I prefer to just have something really light, and I feel really good when I'm training if I've had a bit of a fast beforehand. Mm -hmm. Because really, when when we're um, when we're digesting. There's no energy going towards basically our our repair, our healing, our regeneration. So eating less can actually improve our energy. And so it can be fasting. It can be just you know not eating all the time. Like as soon as you feel a pang of hunger, oh, I've got to eat. I've got to mm-hmm. always eat. Sometimes we can actually um, repair ourselves by giving our body a bit of a break, which is why like having a, a fast now and then can be really good us Mm -hmm. but also uh when i talk about food i'm talking about nutrient rich foods so the crappy foods obviously are going to slow us down because it almost causes like a bit of a blockage
0: yep
1: if you think of the the um foods you know refined carbs and sugar and things that our body has to work to get rid of it it can cause almost like a a roadblock or a, a traffic jam uh and that can block our energy. But mm. if we're having nutrient-rich foods like greens, green vegetables, um, that can actually really increase our energy.
0: Definitely. I think um, we can talk about this in more more detail with the nutritional podcast in the future. But I think one bit of advice I would give is to be aware. Um, we'll talk about awareness. Be aware of uh, certain foods that do slow down and um. manage that because – State, what we said before about state management, behavior um, change can be harder if you're in a worse state. Food is one of the things you can control, actually. So if there's a certain food type or a meal that does slow you down, you know you need to be on your game later in the day, then you know do your best to avoid that because it's going to hinder your peak performance. Um, know what works well for you, and if you've got to perform on a certain day doing a certain task, whatever it may be, if you're speaking or holding a seminar or going to a meeting at work, and you need to be on your game or on point. Um, do what you can to fuel that. Mm.
1: I watched it with uh, students come in after a big lunch. The other day <clears> they <throat> had uh, burger and chips because the whole the whole lecture room stunk. I was like, you guys are going to fade. And I just watched their faces <laughs> after they ate that meal. They were just like, it was all downhill. Yep. So tired, you know, trying to digest all that fat and, and processed starch and everything. Yeah. So simple things, you know, a salad every day with some dark green leafy veggies, uh, a green juice every day, just to get the, those nutrient-rich foods in, and those are going to really give you good, good energy. Yep. Um, cool, and we'll go more in, into detail in the nutrition podcast. Yes. Okay, number four is focus. So this is really all about the mindset and what we choose to focus on and give attention to. And I love that quote, I can't remember who said it, but where focus goes, energy flows. Do you remember who said that?
0: No, but I like it.
1: Mm. So if you have this almost like obsession with what you want as opposed to what you don't want, if you can get this absolute obsessed focus about what you're trying to achieve and what you're trying to change, um, it actually kind of teaches your brain what to notice, and what to focus on, and what to pay attention to, as opposed to, you know, I find the default for a lot of us is to play over conversations in our mind, to kind of look at our environment, look at the scene world, and just make observations about it, It's kind of our default, so until we are intentional with our focus, like, we can only think about one thing at a time, so if we, like, for example, it's on a bus today, and this guy was yelling, open the back door. And everyone was just looking for ages. And, and he just kept yelling and the bus driver couldn't hear him. And <laughs> I was thinking, like, we just, and I got caught up in watching as well. And it, it was just interesting because I thought, wow, like, we are so easily distracted into things that don't even matter. Like, why do we, why do we all need to look at this? Yeah, we could have our um, attention on anything right now. Yeah. But we kind of just look at what's around us in our environment. And I find um, when I study successful people, they are looking at the unseen world. They're looking at things that don't exist in their environment. They're looking at, um, you know, they're using their imagination to create things that they can't see right now. So they're choosing to focus on what they want to see in their life or what they, you look at the building that you're in right now. That was in someone's imagination before it existed, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, what, what we um, focus on can really change our state. It's, quite, it's actually quite simple, but so incredible. Like, if you, yeah. if you sit down and think about um, a great memory or a time where you had the most amazing workout, that can totally change your state.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just like any of our senses... Bringing new information into our senses, for example, listening to a song that you haven't heard in a while—that's one of your favourite all-time songs—can um, really change your state. Um, smells, you know, can take you back or can uh, make you feel certain ways. And you see a lot of this being used in in public places to influence the experience that people have, you know, stimulating the senses in order to um, create triggers and anchors towards that product or place. Um, People, you know, use it for marketing as well, different colors, different, um, different themes, different fonts, even to um, relate and change the way that you think to change your state towards that particular thing. Um, So it can happen. Any of our senses, you know, can, can, can actually bring upon a different state in our bodies.
1: So true. And and I love that we have a choice on what we choose to focus on. You you know, we we live in a world where no one can take that away from us Mm. and we can think whatever we want and that can actually completely change our emotion.
0: Yeah.
1: It's really powerful. Do you want to do a little bit of an exercise with us where we can kind of change our state right now?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So guys listening, paying attention 100% to your ears, first of all the voice that, that is mine going into your brain, through your ears. What i would like you to do is um, stand up. If you're sat down, stand up now, stand up, and um, you're gonna do a power turn. Go on a power twirl, if you wanna call it one of those. Just spin round 360 degrees, and as you do that, stand facing the way you were facing, lift your shoulders up, stand as if you were feeling as confident as you've ever felt in your life, ever. Okay, I'll say that again, if it helps, take a deep breath in now. Close your eyes and just think about how you would be standing if you were to be as confident as you can be ever. Lift your chin. Lift your chest. How would your feet be positioned? Would they be wider than they are now or narrower? Choose to stand confidently. How would your arms rest? How would your legs be underneath you right now? How would your head feel? How would your face be? What expression would you have on? And notice the difference in your state right now compared to where you were just 30 seconds ago. You should be feeling slightly different. You should be in a different place, awareness heightened, feeling a different way to where you were just under a minute ago. So with that, notice the change. Notice where it came from. Notice where it sits on your body, where it belongs. And place yourself back on your chair. But keep that feeling there. Keep it. Because that is how you change your state in a very, 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 very short way. A power turn, a power twirl, a deep breath, and reminding yourself of your postural um, points, in terms of the feeling you want to feel, which in this case was confidence.
1: That's great. And if you did that before you went into a workout um, or before you approached anything that you didn't really feel like doing and you just said, Okay. When is the last time I actually really felt like doing it? How was I moving? Yeah. How was I approaching that? And you can you can mimic it. You can model yourself. You, you don't even. It's great to model other people, but we've all felt times where we felt totally confident, totally unstoppable, <clears throat> totally um, engaged in what we're about to do, and excited yeah. about it, motivated. So we can choose to. You know we can do. <clears throat> excuse me. We can do external things like I, I do external things like put on music, watch YouTube clips, uh, read quotes, look at pictures. Um, but you can internally do it as well. You can use the power of your imagination, shutting out the world by closing your eyes and going internal and accessing that feeling because you felt it before. Therefore, you can feel it again. Yes. By by your thoughts.
0: Yes, and even with other things going on. Turn them down. Turn those, those thought processes down and turn that one up. It's possible to choose that over everything, always. You're the one in charge. You're the one who decides and chooses what you feel when.
1: Mm, you can do it like a, a um, little visualization, actually looking at the state that you're in that you don't want to be feeling and literally look at turning it down and then turning the other one up. Yeah, And that's using the power of your imagination to actually change your state. Which is
0: cool. Yeah, and we all, you know, we, we all, we'll learn and we'll work in different ways. You can also disassociate yourself and close your eyes and imagine what you actually look like to other people um, to help strengthen that state and that feeling.
1: Yeah, sometimes I'll, like, if, if I'm about to go and talk to a group of people, I, before I go out on stage, I get into the bathroom and people <laughs> uh, often wonder why I'm in the bathroom all the time, I'm like, I'm <laughs> nervous. I'm actually getting myself in the state, and yeah. I watch myself from the view of the audience as though I'm looking at myself, and I'm thinking about how can I best serve these people, how can I best um, get my mind off, off me and onto them so yeah. I can actually serve the audience rather than be thinking about myself. And so it's, it's really important, and every, when you're about to approach any scenario that could invoke a little bit of fear, because i used to have a massive fear of speaking in front of people but it was it was just a process of working through it and change, working to change my mindset mm-hmm. and get get my mind off myself and uh, definitely before i do anything like that i have to get into a good state uh, sometimes i d- do things with my body like jump <laughs> jumping yeah. actually it lengthens your torso and it, it pulls energy into your body. Sometimes I actually just need to do deep breathing because I'm already hyped. I'm already got my heart's already racing. So I'm like, okay, I need to calm down and be nice and relaxed. So, yeah, and the way we hold our body can really change the way we feel and the way we talk. And everything. Absolutely. Uh, but that was a little bit off on a tangent. Sorry, guys. But the, the fifth way to change our state is through movement. Yep. which we love talking about. It's one of our passions. So, in terms of changing our our mindset, sometimes we actually have to change our body first to change our mindset. So, do you want to do a little bit of um, a little bit of that again, Tommy, with us yep. in terms of how we feel when we, you know, experience these different emotions? How we actually hold our body?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, just. Pause where you're at right now on a physical level, just stay exactly the same and think about where these parts of your body align right now. So think about where your head is in relation to your shoulders, are they forwards, are they back, are they down? Think about where your chest is, how is it positioned, is it down, is it up? Think about where your hips are, are they underneath your shoulders or are they slumped forwards or back? Those are the areas of the body that we're going to change now in order to realign and change your state. So what I'd like you to do first of all is I'd like you to lift your chest up. We can always all lift our chests a bit higher. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with lifting your chest. It actually shows that you're a confident person. It shows that you're strong. It shows that you're powerful in yourself and you, you, everybody, no matter how tall you are, we can all lift our chest a bit more. So do that now. Roll your shoulders up, back and down so that they sit where they should be, because we live in a forward posture world. We need to make sure these shoulders are where they should be in order to align our bodies and create energy. Now, think about where your head is in relation to your shoulders and make sure that you've lifted your chin slightly and that you stand in that strong, powerful posture or sit in that strong, powerful posture. Now, already, you've actually changed the dynamics of your situation on a physical level. What that's gonna do is it's gonna have a message sent from your body to your mind to induce a different state. Now you can insert the state that you wanna feel here, okay, literally, what do you wanna feel right now? Because you've broken the state that you were in, you've interrupted that pattern, and now you can create something different. So I'm gonna take five seconds to take a deep breath in and then think about how you'd like to feel instead. So after me, one, two, three, deep breath in. Think about what you'd like to feel instead and insert that into this new posture. And notice how that feels. Notice the difference, the change in your mind and in your body. And know that you can do that whenever you like. People don't even need to know what you're up to. You know, to 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 an external person, it looks like you're just taking a big deep breath in. You're changing the shape of your body. But to you, it means a whole lot more because you can create any kind of atmosphere, any kind of circumstance for yourself using that simple technique.
1: It's really good, and if you if you feel like you can't even imagine, let's say that you're having a really bad day, you're overwhelmed, you're anxious, you can't even imagine like feeling good right now. Uh, know that you can. It doesn't have to be like a massive shift. It can just be a little. Okay, yep, yeah, I'm frustrated or whatever the negative emotion is. Yep, yeah. but I just want to feel grateful right now for what I do have, or I just want to appreciate what I do have, I want to appreciate what is going right, Mm -hmm. I want to, um, you know, even that can really just, you know, speaking those words, even if you're just doing it in your mind, Mm -hmm. actually can really just change, change your body, it can change the way you're holding yourself, you can actually go, ah, it's a relief, so, I think we've gone on a tangent there, but, Movement the way we move our body does definitely send signals to our emotions on on how we feel in our mindset and our emotions. But movement also really lifts our energy. So when we sometimes when we feel tired we feel like we need to sleep and we often whatever state we're in, we often want more of it. So I know that if I'm in a nice, cozy, relaxed state, I want to stay in that state. And I don't want to necessarily leave my house and go to the gym. But um, if you if you are moving, often you want to move more. You know, like once you get to the gym or, or wherever you're training, you kind of want to keep going because you've created this momentum and we often want to keep doing what we're doing. Um, so if we can just get our, our mindset right and then just start moving, whether we feel like it or not. And I'm sure all of you guys have, have experienced this before when you've gone, oh, I don't really feel like a run, but you just – Get out there, and then once you're out there, you enjoy it. Because Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was just that you didn't want to change your state at that time. You're enjoying sitting down or lying down or whatever it is. So simply by moving, it will change your mindset as well. And so I get my students up all the time out of their chair because if they're just sitting there, often your brain starts to switch off because you've got no movement in your body. But creating that energy, moving, stretching, massaging each other, whatever it is, can really create more energy, Mm -hmm. and then you've got to give energy to get energy, you know, like you've got to output energy to get energy back in, it's it's like a um, a circular thing, if you're lying around all day, of course you're going to feel tired.
0: Yeah, absolutely, my mum always used to say when I was younger too, because she's in the fitness industry, I used to hear her saying to people, um, energy creates energy, energy creates energy." And I yeah. always thought, how can that happen? Because you'd run out of energy whilst trying to create energy, surely. Um, but but now that I'm, I'm older and mature, I, I know that is is the case. And it's almost like the movements create more energy that you can harvest and you can use. So um, love, I love that point that you said about wherever you're at right now, you, 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 you kind of do seek a little more of it. Um, but you can change that by just doing a couple of little body changes, change your physiology in order to change your mental capacity.
1: Yeah, cool. So movement, very important. Okay, the sixth one, and we'll, we'll um, get through these last two fairly fast because we've covered a lot. Yeah. Um, but number six is to change environments, or change your environment. So one of the quickest, easiest ways, and we talked about this in the last podcast, to, to change your state is to get into a different environment and to get in a, a place where there is energy. Because if we're in a place where everyone's uh, got low energy around us, we're going to feel low energy. We just we rub off on each other. Don't we as humans? Yep.
0: Yeah. yep.
1: <laughs> so if you, if you get into an environment where people are energetic, oh my gosh, suddenly you have this surge of energy. It's, it's amazingly
0: powerful. Yeah, I and mean, people always say when they have been away from the gym for a while and they come back, they say, oh, this place is good for me you know, because, mm. because it is the energy around is very positive and going into that can really change the way they feel.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, I know a lot of people don't like the gym, but if you find a gym where there's just really great energy and it is a place where people are there purely to work their body and for whatever reason, you know, it might be to look good, it might be to feel good, it might be to blow off some steam stress relief, whatever, but being around other people that are moving... It's pretty powerful, yeah. and if you if your gym's not like that, um, there's some amazing gyms out there. I don't mean fancy; I mean with with great people that are there simply to just work out and go for it. And yeah, so I think it's it's really cool to do uh, exercise with other people, and even if it's just now and then to to pull people in and and work out or just do. A run together, or a hike, or a paddle board, or anything—just yeah. changing your environment to an energetic environment—it's it's cool and quite simple. Yeah. And also, this this applies to being around people with energy, you know, because we know that that changes our state is who we hang around with. So, if there's people in your life that are that are energetic and full of passion and drive and purpose, and then think about how you can spend more time with them, because that is really going to change your energy a
0: lot <laughs> yeah, absolutely absolutely
1: okay should we do the last point yeah let's do it last point and you've kind of touched on this tommy is about your language so you can change your state by what you say and this is what you say to other people and it's what you say to yourself which is the most important thing because what we other people can say things to us but what we say what actually comes out of our mouth is the most powerful thing
0: Yep. yeah, yeah.
1: I don't mean like it's more important than what other people say. I mean what we say about ourselves in terms of, um, like people can go, oh, you're this, you're that. But what we say is usually what we believe. Yeah. Um, so your language, how you approach a situation, oh, I suppose I should work out, or I suppose I should work, eat healthy, completely different to I get to eat healthy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have legs, I get to, I get to run today or I I choose to run today rather than, oh, expose it. Yeah, just simple little things in our language can really
0: change. Yeah, absolutely. And looking out for, you know, a few um, trigger words that we should look to avoid in our daily vocabulary. Um, we We talked earlier about what you focus on is what you will have going through as a as a flavor or a language in your brain Um, is exactly the same as saying now you know whatever you do don't think about a blue tree Um, it's very difficult to not think about a blue tree and the more I say blue tree the stronger the vision of a blue tree will become in your mind (laughs) Um, well it's the same with language Uh, if we're using words that are negative such as don't can't won't then we're actually still thinking about a blue tree for example don't think about a blue tree whatever you do you can't think about a blue tree And if I keep talking, you definitely won't think about a blue tree. Well, actually, you've probably thought about a blue tree three times in that um, small space of time. A different way to word that, of course, in a more positive, constructive way would be. So I want you to think about green trees. Think about a green tree. You can think about a green tree. You will think about a green tree. Please do think about a green tree. The end result is the same. We didn't think about blue trees, but we thought about green trees, which is what we actually wanted anyway. Um, so, language is very important. What you say out loud, what you say to yourself, very, very important. And we could actually do, you know, a, a separate podcast on this. I believe um, the use of language in a more positive way in order to generate positive results. Bottom line is, yeah. it does have a, a major effect and influence on state management.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think we should talk about that separately because our self-talk and our things like affirmations and and speaking speaking out what we don't necessarily even feel at the time but we say it and we start to feel it just by saying it it's really powerful. So we can give some examples of that in in another edition.
0: Absolutely. Sweet.
1: So I'll just sum those up just so that people um, can get just a clear picture of the seven ways to change your state. So number one is awareness. Sure. So right now like just being aware of your body and adjusting, paying attention. Number two, intentional breathing. So that can calm you, it can just bring in more oxygen into your cells. Number three is food and fasting. So do I need to eat right now or do I actually need to give my digestion a break? And then how can I get more nutrient rich foods into my diet, particularly green vegetables? And number and that includes water as well, making sure that we've got enough water because that can really change our state if we are dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Number four, where our focus goes, our energy flows. And number four is we change our focus, we change what we're thinking about, we change what we're focusing and putting our attention on. Number five is movement. And so sometimes if you're needing energy or needing to change your state, just moving can help. Number six, change environments. And number seven is change our language.
0: Cool. Awesome.
1: Cool. Hope that helped, guys, and thanks for listening. If you feel that this would benefit someone else, please do share and jump onto our Facebook uh, page, which is facebook.com slash forward slash
0: transformation code yeah like the page on facebook share it with your friends that would be most uh, received gratefully received by us and remember to subscribe to us on itunes if you're a first-time listener thanks again for tuning in and we will be coming um straight back at you with some more info um ready for our next podcast so until then take care of yourselves manage your state remember those couple of practical exercises you can do in there as well and we will look forward to speaking to you again very very soon so on behalf of myself tommy i'd like to say goodbye good luck and speak to you soon
1: from me. Take care and we'll speak to you next time.